player or you're new to practicing solo, you've got your game plan. Now what? First, know that you're not alone. It's the fastest growing segment of the legal profession. Welcome to New Solo here on the Legal Talk Network, where you'll learn about practicing law solo. Thanks for tuning in to our program today. Before we get started, we want to let you know about something extraordinary happening in the legal industry. Right now, hundreds of independent attorneys just like yourself are working to bring a very special product to market. These attorneys are part of a development program at LexisNexis, and they are working under NDA on a brand new application that will change the way you run your practice. This solution, LexisNexis Firm Manager, is a web-based, highly secure application operating in SAS 70 Type 2 attested data centers. If you are interested in test driving LexisNexis Firm Manager at no charge, or to learn more, visit www.myfirmmanager.com slash LTN. Welcome to New Solo on the Legal Talk Network. Uh, we're glad you could listen today on our podcast. I'm Attorney Kyle Gelcher. I'm a solo practitioner from Springfield, Massachusetts. I practice in a variety of legal areas, including civil litigation, business law, entertainment law, intellectual property, and consumer law. Uh, today, well, we're going to talk about all the things you may not have learned in law school for your young lawyer and things you may be facing if you've left a larger firm and now you're starting out on your own or you're with colleagues in a smaller firm. Today on New Solo, we talk about how young lawyers can utilize bar associations for career advancement. Uh, joining me today is Scott Hydorn. He is an associate in the Boston office of Campbell, Campbell, Edwards, and Conroy. It's a nationally recognized uh, law firm dedicated to the litigation of complex high-stakes cases throughout the United States. Mr. Hydorn fo focuses his practice on complex civil litigation, including medical malpractice and professional malpractice. He is a 1997 graduate of Trinity College and a 2004 graduate of Northeastern University School of Law. He was admitted to practice in Massachusetts in 2004, and Mr. Hydorn is the chair-elect of the Young Lawyers Division of the Massachusetts Bar Association. Welcome to New, New Solo, Scott. Uh, thanks, Kyle. I'm happy to uh, be here. Uh, well, let's get right into it. Um, I, I think the first question is obvious. Why would a young lawyer want to join a bar association? I think there are a lot of different reasons, and, and I think they differ for each uh, attorney, especially each uh, young attorney. First and foremost, uh, I think the answer is obvious. Bar associations provide an opportunity to network. And a lot of uh, young associates uh, might not be a part of uh, of a firm. They might be starting out on their own. And beyond people that they knew in law school might not know a lot of other lawyers. So bar associations, of course, provide all kinds of networking events, chances to get out there and meet other young lawyers, but also more seasoned lawyers who can hopefully help them out. Bar associations also provide uh, educational opportunities uh, continuing legal education, and some provide uh, opportunities for mentoring uh, and other things like that. Uh, Scott, why did you join a bar association? I joined a, a, a bar association or a number of bar associations when I um, first started out um, because I was told to do so. And of course, the reason I was told to do so was for networking. And I, I really didn't know 
what that meant at the time. I know networking meant going out and meeting people, but I didn't really know how to do it or how to do it right. And so I was told, well, go to networking events. And, you know, some people would tell me, go to this specific event. It will be great for networking. But it wasn't really until I got more and more involved in the Bar Association until I really understood how networking worked, how it would help me, you know, with my practice and also help me grow my practice. And can you tell us what are some differences between local, state, and national bar associations? Sure. Um, there are, uh, of course, differences between those uh, and, and, and how they can help young uh, lawyers. You've got very um, uh, small bar associations, sometimes at the city level, not even uh, the biggest cities in a state will have uh, bar associations. There will also be somewhat larger bar associations at the county level and then at the state level and then at the, the, of course, the national level as well. And obviously some specialty bar associations uh, within those areas. And what are some, I'm going to call them hidden benefits to bar association membership? And by that, I mean, most law students and young lawyers probably know it's a great place to network, as you just stated. Um, but what are other benefits uh, that you can derive from bar associations that, that people may not know about? Yeah, networking is, of course, the, what everybody thinks about. And it depends on how involved you want to be. Um, it could be that that's all you get out of a bar association, but they do provide a lot of other benefits. Uh, they provide leadership opportunities. You can get involved in uh, various organizations, even as a young lawyer, and uh, eventually become a leader of, of a section or a division or a group. Um, in addition, uh, bar associations provide uh, a chance to, to um, advocate on behalf of uh, some position. And to, to make changes, you can make changes both in a bar association, how the bar association runs itself, what events it offers, what education it offers, what kind of pro, pro bono opportunities uh, it offers. It also, um, bar association membership and, and getting involved gives you the opportunity to make changes outside of the bar association, to bring legislation, to make some changes. Uh, to, or, or to get the, the kind of cloud of the bar association behind you in, in terms of something that you want to advocate for. Uh, lots of other membership uh, benefits include uh, the use of listservs. Some bar associations have um, uh, mentoring projects. You can use uh, mentor uh, meeting rooms at a bar association. They have group discounts, social events. Uh, I'm sure there are other things, but I can't think of them now. Can you just expound upon one point? You you had mentioned a, a listserv, and uh, probably most young lawyers and new lawyers are, are savvy to that. But for those who are not knowledgeable, could you just kind of explain what that is and, and why it would be of use? Sure. Listservs are, are great. Um, what, what, they can be designed a number of ways. The most common way that, that I know of is, is, a, is an email uh, chain that goes around uh, or a bulletin board on a website that allows an attorney to post a question uh, that other attorneys can then provide some advice uh, on or answer that attorney's uh, question. Almost all bar associations have them, and they're an excellent resource. How can a young lawyer, regardless of whether they are a, a new solo or a new associate in a big firm, use a bar association, uh, a bar association to advance their career? 
Well, again, getting back to, to networking, networking is very important. Bar associations allow uh, a lot of new attorneys to, to make connections that they otherwise wouldn't. So that's the obvious one, and we've talked about that um, before. But also, um, attorneys can, of course, attend educational presentations, continuing legal education uh, programs that are put on by bar associations and uh, divisions within the bar association. Uh, lawyers can... Uh, can also use bar associations to publish, for example, which, of course, uh, would help them uh, advance their career. And what are two important benefits that you have received uh, from a bar association in regards to advancing your career? Probably most importantly, I've, I've met a lot of other attorneys um, through casual contact at a networking event, but, but more importantly, through getting, really getting to know people through my work on various uh, divisions and sections. I've uh, made a lot of uh, meaningful new connections in that way. If you work on a project with somebody, you really have a chance to do some solid, solid networking and and show what kind of person and what kind of a lawyer you are. Um, It's also helped me um, through through providing me a a platform to to get involved with leadership and and leadership within uh, sections and uh, divisions. And, and with that, I hope I get uh, some recognition uh, and, and respect amongst my colleagues and, and hopefully if I'm doing things right uh, with clients or referring attorneys and, and that kind of thing. To follow up your comment, you just mentioned sections. What is a section and, and why would a law student or new lawyer be interested in uh, the various sections? So a section is, is, a, is a smaller uh, group of attorneys in a bar association uh, brought together because they uh, either specialize in a substantive area of law, so there are uh, tax sections, civil litigation sections, corporate sections, those kinds of things, or because the groups uh, share something else, be it age. So uh, I'm involved in the Young Lawyers Division, and there are uh, Veteran Lawyers uh, Divisions and other divisions uh, like that. Uh, there are practice group uh, sections, uh, small and solo uh, group uh, sections, uh, law practice management sections, those kinds of things, or even lawyers who share an interest in something like technology, for example. They form uh, sections within a bar association. And uh, one reason an attorney, uh, some reasons why attorneys might want to join these groups is to further educate uh, yourself uh, on an area of substantive law. So if you are a member of the tax section, you would go to the tax section uh, meetings and uh, educational uh, programs and and further uh, educate yourself or or stay current on a certain substantive area of law, but also to meet other attorneys who practice in the same area, use them for a sounding board, uh, that kind of thing. Uh, like-minded attorneys working on the same kinds of cases um, provide an excellent opportunity for uh, all kinds of lawyers, not just young lawyers. A, a lot of organizations have uh, conferences such as in-house counsel conferences or uh, such as the American Bar Association. They have annual meetings or mid-year meetings. Uh, what are these and, and what benefit is it to attend these uh, conferences or annual meetings, if you will? Sure. Most of you are right. Most bar associations, of course, do have these meetings. And generally, the meetings consist of both business meetings where the business of the bar association itself is carried out. And so they have um, House of Delegate meetings. 
uh, things like that, where they talk about the state of the Bar Association and uh, allow proposals to be brought forth for changes or um, for positions that that Bar Association wants to assert. And then generally, also during those conferences or annual meetings, there will be a lot of educational events. There'll be a whole slate of educational programs that attorneys can attend. Those normally run during the day, and then normally at night there is a um, a dinner and or a social event uh, to allow attorneys to get together, socialize, and, of course, network. You had mentioned a specialty bar a couple of times. What's a specialty bar? Um, a, a specialty bar is, I guess, similar to uh, a section, um, normally uh, limited to uh, specific interests. So you might have a plaintiff's bar association, a defense bar association, the federal bar association, uh, for example. And, and these associations, uh, specialty bar associations, of course, gear their offerings towards the special interests of those groups. And many of them advocate the positions of their members. Some of them lobby on behalf of their members. I want to talk a little bit about some uh, practical aspects. Um, if you were a new lawyer and you just passed the bar, and, and let's assume you just you don't have a lot of financial resources uh, available to you, which bar associations would you join and why? Um, it's a good question. Uh, you know, it, it, it's tough as, as a young lawyer, you know, you'd, you'd probably want to join a lot of them, but of course, sometimes you're, uh, you're strapped for resources. And so it, it's normally best to pick out, I think, the kind of bar association that can help you most. And, and that really depends on what you're interested in and what you want to do with your practice. So, for example, if your practice is going to be local, specifically local to a certain town or something like uh, that, but a a smaller town outside of the city, it might be best to join uh, a county bar association, um, get together and learn uh, and meet and learn from other attorneys uh, in your area. If, though, you you have a, a very different practice, say, for example, you our young attorneys starting out uh, in a big firm doing a very specific work, you might want to join uh, a specific bar uh, bar association that specializes in that. So, for example, if you have a national practice, you might want to join the American Bar Association and get involved in some sections uh, in the American Bar Association that are specific to the kind of work that you do. What are some ways that a young lawyer can give back uh, to the community through a bar association? Great question. Uh, you know, we, we've, we've talked about uh, how bar associations can help attorneys, but one of the best ways, uh, best things about a bar association is that it provides a platform for attorneys who are looking to give back. And that's often difficult um, for attorneys, especially young uh, attorneys to do. So, it's often hard to take on a client uh, on a pro bono case because you're then committing to be involved in that case for a long time, put in a lot of hours into that case, and it's a big commitment to make. Uh, One of the great things about bar associations is that they uh, can help lawyers give back that may not have that kind of time. So bar associations have different programs. They've got 
uh, pro bono programs where you can get involved in an entire case from beginning to end. But they also have smaller things. For example, they have a lawyer for a day program, uh, dial a lawyer program, and things like that. They really do let uh, let an attorney uh, give what time he or she has. If you can't take on a whole case, maybe you can give a day and do the lawyer for a day program. If you don't have a whole day, maybe you can give a couple hours and do a dial a lawyer program or something like that. And then, of course, there are uh, programs at uh, bar associations that allow attorneys to give back that have nothing to do with the law. So there are, of course, food drives and book drives and things like that, um, uh, charity uh, bicycle races and running races, things like that, that uh, allow the bar to give back to the community, hopefully help give lawyers a better uh, reputation, but also give uh, attorneys a chance to get involved in something uh, obviously for the good while also networking with other attorneys. And it's, it's, it can be a much better uh, place to do that than, say, for example, a cocktail party or a formal uh, networking event. I fi- I find, I've found that, that you really do make some good connections at those kinds of events. You're obviously a leader within the Mass Bar Association as you are the chair-elect of the Young Lawyers Division of the Mass Bar. How can a young lawyer attain a, a leadership role? Um, show up, <laughs> get involved in the sections. It doesn't take a lot of time. And then when you do uh, show up, be diligent, uh, follow through on commitments that you've made. I would recommend that young lawyers not be afraid to run for elected positions in bar associations. It's something that, that I've often talked about with other young leaders in the bar associations was the critical decision to decide, okay, I want to get involved and I'm really going to do it. Because once you make that decision, it's really easy to do. And um, one good way to get involved uh, in a leadership position within a bar association is to talk to a a lawyer in the bar association who is a leader and say, you know, I'm really interested in getting involved in this bar association and becoming a leader. What should I do? And um, most of the lawyers that I've talked to about these things have, have done that very uh, thing and we're shocked to to see the level of support that you get because there aren't uh, too many lawyers. You'd be surprised there aren't too many lawyers who really want to become leaders, and so the other leaders are obviously always looking for other people who do want to get involved, and so they'll say, "Sure, this is what you should do." And I'm excited that you want to become a, a leader. I'm going to talk to other people about it. I'm going to support you in your campaign. And it typically goes from there. Once you do show some initiative and, and become a leader, even at, at a lower level, you often continue that up and, and, and climb up the ladder. And, and most people are also surprised at how quickly you are leading a, a small group or a section of the bar. Luring is a, it's a trade profession, and sometimes we require more skilled or seasoned lawyers to help us. What are some resources that bar associations offer to help bridge that learning gap uh, from law school theory to actual luring? And, and, and to add to that, to, to kind of follow up that, what are the benefits uh, of a listserv? Uh, good questions. Obviously, um, bar associations provide substantive continuing legal education. 
And those uh, programs are generally very different from uh, law school classes. They're normally geared toward a particular task. So, of course, we all took uh, civil procedure and learned what a deposition was. At a Bar Association Continuing Legal Education program, you will learn how to take a deposition. And, you know, depending on the level of course you're taking, it may even get more, you know, specialized than that. So they'll, they'll teach you uh, those kinds of things. That helps uh, certainly bridge that learning gap. More importantly, though, is uh, mentoring. And, and mentoring at, at any level for a young lawyer is so important. And unfortunately, this is something that seems to be going away. Uh, unless you happen to work for a firm and you are either a f- assigned a mentor or you find a mentor at your firm, there doesn't seem to be that much mentoring going on uh, anymore. And so some bar associations provide mentoring services. Some of these are kind of individual mentors where you're actually assigned a mentor, which is great, um, but there don't seem to be that many people who are interested in doing that. So some bar associations offer mentoring circles, which, which help deal with the problem of, of uh, finding more experienced lawyers who are willing to, to serve. Those are excellent. Kind of in the same uh, way, listservs are also excellent in that they, they, they seem to have filled a gap that, that mentors used to provide. Um, and so uh, you can get involved in a listserv, both general listservs within the organization itself, asking very general questions, or listservs within, within uh, small groups or sections in a bar association. We need to take a short break when we return more with attorney Scott Heidorn. Want to stay in touch with the Legal Talk Network and get our shows automatically? RSS provides home delivery. You don't have to remember where to click. The good stuff comes right to you automatically and free. Just go to LegalTalkNetwork.com and hit the RSS button at the top of the page. It says our podcast feeds. Now you'll be all set. So you want your own podcast on LegalTalkNetwork.com? Go to the website and send us an email, or just give us a call at 781-551-9960. It's the best move you'll make in legal marketing. If you like listening to New Solo, you might also like the Unbillable Hour on LegalTalkNetwork.com. Welcome back to New Solo on the Legal Talk Network. Today, we're joined by Attorney Scott Heidorn, an associate in the Boston Law Office of Campbell, Campbell, Edwards, and Conroy. Uh, Welcome back, Scott. Thanks. We were talking about listservs. Uh, Can you expound upon that a bit and and, and as to why they are so important for new lawyers? Sure. We we were talking um, before the the break um, about mentoring and, you know, Listservs have really uh, helped, I think, replace um, uh, some of the mentoring that, that unfortunately doesn't happen anymore. And certainly, uh, listservs are, are lacking in some ways, uh, but better in other ways than mentoring. Uh, of course, they're, they're lacking because a listserv is not a person you know, whose role is to answer any question that a younger attorney has and really support them. But a listserv um, makes up for that in other ways. So, for example, if you have a question that you would have asked your mentor, 
you instead ask it of the listserv. And there are hundreds or thousands of attorneys who will then uh, read your question. So there's a lot more opportunity uh, for uh, feedback. And you may get feedback from uh, four or five or more different attorneys, all giving you their advice. And, and that can be better than one person's perspective on your question. Um, so they're very, very helpful, especially to young lawyers. And not only in answering questions about a specific problem that you're having on a specific case, they can also, you know, help you uh, give you advice on uh, how to deal with uh, a problem counsel on the other side uh, of a case or a transaction. They can help you if you've got a specific question about how to set up a new law firm. You can ask questions about technology. I often hear, you know, what's the best software for this application? And you get a bunch of different opinions on that. So it's great for answering questions that a young lawyer might have. And it's also an opportunity for a young lawyer to prove that, that they're an experienced and educated uh, attorney and they have something to offer themselves. So it's always great when you see a young lawyer stepping up and answering questions on a listserv. You might you know, have a, a question about a very specific area of law, a very nuanced area of law that not a lot of people know about. And if you recently spent two weeks researching that issue and you give you know, a quick answer to that, all of a sudden you're the expert in that area, and you'd be surprised. That can be a source of referrals uh, for business. So I really think listservs are great. They're great uh, opportunities for young lawyers, and they're also, you know, you see so many young lawyers on them because it is new technology, and, and, and that's who's using them, and they're great. If you want to join a bar association and you're financially strained, what can you do? Uh, great question. You know, as, as uh, a leader in, in the young lawyers division, I unfortunately uh, have to deal with that issue all the time and I'm sensitive, sensitive to it. You know, young lawyers might come up to me and say, I've just been told that one of the best ways to start out my career or even help find a job is to join a bar association. Unfortunately, I don't have uh, a job right now and resources are tight. Should I join? And I always give them the advice that, yes, you should join the Bar Association. It can help you land that job. You know, it's essential for you to do that. And the good news, I guess, on this front is that a lot of bar associations, I would venture to say most bar associations, give heavy discounts to new members. Some of them even give a first year uh, free um, to get you involved in the Bar Association, let you know about what opportunities the Bar Association has uh, to offer and, and hopefully help you out during that first year and also convince you that you should join that Bar Association, of course, uh, the next year when you've actually got to pay your dues. I think those that don't offer a free year give a very heavy discount for the first year and, and often the first uh, few years for young lawyers, uh, appreciating the circumstances that, that, that many of them are in. And some bar associations, although not all of them, uh, even allow attorneys to apply for a waiver of the fee if they do uh, charge a fee that first year. And some of them give special discounts to lawyers who, um, who, who are in governmental positions or legal services positions and that kind of a thing. Uh, can bar associations help out and sort out ethical dilemmas? And, and if so, and how, how can they do so? Um, 
I think some bar associations offer ethics hotlines where you can actually call in uh, anonymously and say, I've got this problem. Uh, what advice can you give me? And they're, they're staffed by, by people who are very familiar with the rules of professional responsibility. Um, beyond that, of course, networking. Uh, as I've talked about before, you get to know a lot of other lawyers. You might know a lawyer who, who's gone through uh, a problem like that before who you can talk to, or you can post something on a listserv. Uh, some some listservs, uh, most listservs actually allow um, some level of posting a question anonymously. So you could post that question, and then a lot of lawyers can give their feedback um, on on that. And you'd be surprised how many lawyers have been involved in that same situation uh, before and, and are more than happy to, to help you out. Are bar associations a good place for legislative initiatives, and, and if they are, how are they uh, a good place? Yeah, they are. They're, they're, they're great. Again, they, they perform, um, uh, they give lawyers uh, a platform and provide clout. Um, uh, you know, th- they put the name of the bar association behind uh, a specific piece of legislation or they will uh, often oppose it. And what a lot of people, uh, a lot of attorneys are often surprised at how few attorneys are actually involved in making decisions about legislation uh, compared to the number of attorneys in the uh, members in the Bar Association itself. And, you know, depending on the size of the organization and its reputation, this can have a serious impact on whether or not the legislation uh, is passed. So you might have a bar association with hundreds or thousands of members, but it's only the people who are really involved in bringing this um, this issue, this piece of legislation, before the bar association and advocating that it be passed or or that the bar association oppose it. Those few amounts of attorneys can often, you know, get get the full support of the bar association, and and put the the bar association's weight behind or against a piece of legislation. Often it's only a few attorneys uh, who started that ball rolling. What's the best piece of advice you have received? Uh, the best piece of advice I ever received, I, I assume with, with respect to networking and bar associations, the, the, the best advice I ever received about that is to make your involvement um, meaningful. I think it's probably a, a waste of time and resources to join a bar association and then not attend the social events, not join sections or divisions, not publish articles and things like that. And there are a lot of uh, attorneys who do that. They say, I'm a member of the Massachusetts Bar Association, or I'm a member of the American Bar Association, or any other bar association, and that's all they do. You know, they put it on their resume, they put it on their website, and that's it. I think it's, it's important to actually carve out time. It's difficult to find time as lawyers. We're very, very busy. I think it's very important to carve out the time to do this, to get involved. And, and if you're writing an article or you're giving a presentation or you're leading a group, or even if you're only networking you know, at a social event, it's important to make sure you do the best job that you can because you're being judged on how well you do any of those particular things. And if your goal in networking is to get business or even to get hired as a young attorney, which I think those are often the goals of networking, then the point is really to do a very good job at these, at each of these things, not just publish an article, not just show up at a networking event, not just join a section, but to do a very good job 
while you're doing it. You know, uh, showing up to a networking event lets people know that you are a lawyer. Uh, joining a, and that's it, joining a small section, uh, a tax section, for example, lets people know that you are a tax specialist, and that's it. But showing up and, and giving an excellent presentation or writing a compelling article or even just doing a great job networking lets people know that you are a good lawyer and a good person and somebody that they should hire or somebody that they should refer work to. So I think it's very important that when you join a bar association that you do uh, make your involvement meaningful. And this, of course, is easy for me to say and easy for others to say, but actually very hard to do in practice. You often find yourself very, very busy putting in very long days up against deadlines. And of course, the first thing to go is your you know, bar association involvement or your networking, your marketing, and that kind of thing. But if you don't pay attention to all of those things at every point in your career, you'll find that your career is passing you by without uh, making the kind of advancements that you wanted to make. And I think that that's because you didn't uh, focus on these kinds of things. So it takes uh, some effort, but it's, it's, it's very important to make that time. Well, that about does it for this edition of New Solo. Remember, you can find all of our shows at LegalTalkNetwork.com. You can also subscribe to this program through iTunes. Uh, very special thanks to my guest, Scott Hydern, for joining me today. Scott, if someone wants to find out more information on today's topic, how can they reach you? Um, they, they can certainly contact me uh, through my website, uh, through my firm's website, I, uh, uh, Campbell Campbell Edwards and Conroy. Uh, you can Google that, and my uh, contact information, my phone number, and my email are available there. Wonderful. And, of course, you can contact me directly at Kyle at LegalTalkNetwork.com. We're out of time. I would like to thank our sponsor, Firm Manager, from LexisNexis. You can find out more about Firm Manager at myfirmmanager.com backslash L-T-N. Join us next time for another episode of New Solo here on the Legal Talk Network. Have a great day, everyone. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network. Its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to New Solo Today. Hope you'll listen to next month's edition with attorney Kyle Gelcher, right here on the Legal Talk Network. And a reminder to check out Firm Manager at MyFirmManager.com forward slash LTN. It's a business solution for lawyers created by lawyers from LexisNexis. If you're a lawyer running a solo or small firm and you're looking for other lawyers to talk through issues you're currently facing in your practice, join the Unbillable Hours Community Roundtable, a free virtual event on the third Thursday of every month. Lawyers from all over the country come together and meet with me, lawyer and law firm management consultant Christopher T. Anderson, to discuss best practices on topics such as marketing, client acquisition, hiring and firing, and time management. The conversation is free to join, but requires a simple reservation. 
The link to RSVP can be found on the Unbillable Hour page at LegalTalkNetwork.com. We'll see you there.